The music signifies that we're back. We are back. This is Late Night Help, broadcasting live from Supply Side West in Las Vegas, Nevada. We've been talking with all kinds of interesting people here at Late Night Help, which is now powered by Pod Clips. That's right, Pod Clips. Brand new, up and coming podcasting uh, system. We'll be talking about that in the next couple of weeks. Thank you, Podflix, and thank you particularly to my friends. We're going to spend some time learning about public health safety with uh, Jesse D. Miller, Dr. Miller, PhD. He's the Director of Applied Research Center at NSF International. Uh, Jesse, welcome to Late Night Health. Thank you for having me, Mark. Appreciate it. Our pleasure. Thank you for stopping me in the aisle yesterday. It's hard to miss you. You're a handsome man. Uh, thank you, sir. We'll hold hands afterwards. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. So tell us, give me give me a, 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 a capsule view of what NSF does. I know that they that you do research and testing for, like, supplements, okay? Sure. But you do a lot more. Give us an overview, and then we're going to talk about the supplement industry. Sure. We're a 75-year-old public health and safety organization that's a not-for-profit organization that was founded out of the University of Michigan back in 1944. Our mission really is to promote and protect public health and safety. So we write certification standards as an American National Standards Institute certification body. And then we certify products to those standards. So we'll say we'll make sure your water filters are safe and you're filtering out all kinds of nasty stuff there. We'll make sure that the food equipment that your food is made on at a restaurant is safe. We'll make sure that the dietary supplements you put in your body are safe by making doing a testing battery on these products, by auditing good manufacturing practices, by doing inspections, by doing training and education. We have a whole gamut of services we offer to businesses to make sure their products are safe and their products keep people safe. I'm going to ask you a question that just popped into my head, and I'm, it's a terrible way to start, but I'm giving you a heads up. Okay. This is a big one. Does the FDA need to be retooled? That's, that's a bombshell question right off the bat. <laughs> I think the FDA is already beginning to be retooled. If you see the addition of Frankie Annis from Walmart as the number two guy at the FDA, they're changing the way they do things there already. And I think that's going to continue to accelerate in our world of technology replacement, how fast that goes, how fast the FDA is going to have to pivot to keep up with innovation in this space. So I think you already see that, especially with what Frank does, the digital side of food safety there. They're changing. They're changing for the better, I think. Will they? Yeah. I mean, to, their their mission is similar to yours, Correct. to protect the American people. Correct. Right? I have a direct research collaboration with the FDA that helps prove out the mantra that they're working very rapidly to enhance public health and safety with leading organizations like ours. Yeah. Yet they they uh, they uh, approve drugs that that stop bladder leakage but uh, can cause permanent brain damage. Yeah, they might have approved that on the information that was available at the time. I can't comment on that one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I'm not, I, that was my personal opinion. Yeah. I just I think it needs to have people who understand supplementation and supplement vitamins and not come from big business and things like that. Thank you for letting me put you on this. <laughs> All <okay> right, <laughs> <laughs> let's take let's take a look at at the dietary supplement industry. We were just talking uh, a few minutes ago with Karen Howard from Organics and Natural Health, and they did a very quick study. Right, four products that are uh, sold on Amazon that had that had CBD, okay. and they're testing only one of the four had CBD, and it had less than one percent. Okay. Okay. Does the American people 
need to be aware of what they're buying. Yes. The short I mean, answer is yes. And, you know, that transparency is coming to fruition now much more social media with our ability to be able to scan things and look them up on the internet very rapidly. What she probably ran into is unvalidated testing methods in the industry. A testing lab will take a product and look for CBD in it, right? And they develop some method on some sort of analytical equipment to be able to detect that target chemical, in this case, CBD. If you don't have a validated method, you're not going to get a robust result. And validated methodology takes time. It's expensive. You have to know what you're doing. And so I, I would wager what happened in, in your friend Karen's instance was those organizations sent their samples out to, to a testing body that didn't have validated methods and therefore had a result that was not in line with their label claims. And that's, you need to be working with somebody who has an ISO 17025 accreditation, which is basically good laboratory practices, and then be able to have validated methods. And that's what we do at NSF International. We only use validated methods. We are DEA Schedule 1 through 4 labs. We can handle these drugs that are of interest in the dietary supplements world that are banned substances, and we use validated methods. That's the only way we operate. So it's a quality thing, Mark. It really is quality. Right. right. Uh, what according? Well, uh, some products that call themselves CBD that have been removed from the Amazon website. Sure. If you 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 research, you know, you put that in, you still get hundreds of th- or thousands of, of products in there. Some products, some of the the ones that have, have clinical tests and, and have been looked at and examined, have been removed from the site with, you know, can you... I can comment a little bit on that. So recently a, a company called GW Pharma got a drug approved by the FDA to treat childhood epilepsy. And that I think we're called, interviewing them in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. that's called uh, Epidiolex, and the active ingredient in Epidiolex is CBD. Right. Therefore, CBD is a drug. So if you're you're putting CBD in the form that GW Pharma is using it into your products, technically that's illegal. Okay. So these people that got pulled, maybe they're making claims. This cures cancer. This cures emphysema. This is going to stop your psoriasis. Those are all drug claims. And guess what? You're going to get pulled. The FDA is going to send you a warning letter. You're going to get pulled. So you right. need to, if you're a manufacturer, don't be making claims of curing diseases because CBD is a drug. As per GW Pharma. Can't be making drug claims unless you're a drug. Don't make those claims. Don't get in trouble. Stay above board. How about that? And the industry is moving so quickly that, you know, I'm sure it's marketing for these people. But you guys got to do the right thing, otherwise you won't be on the shelf. Exactly. So, and I and I don't. I, yeah. I, I don't. That might be what's happening in the situation you, you mentioned. You know? One of my issues, and I've said this <clears> before on the show, is that I don't want CBD to be taken over by big pharma. I want it to be a supplement. Because that's what it's designed to be, at least for the supplement industry. Uh, I have a, you know, I, I, there's some product that was advertised and I was watching it. I don't even remember what it does, but it said average monthly cost is $3,200 a month. Okay, right? I know you make a lot of money, but I don't think you're not for profit. I know. So you you (laughs) couldn't afford that. No, oh, you mean me personally? You no, I can't afford $3, that. $3,200 a month. <laughs> no, I, mean, I can't afford that. That's <laughs> ridiculous. It's a lot of money. And so... Do you um, know why the cost of that's so high, though, Mark? It costs billions of dollars to make new drugs. Of course. And that's part and of it. It's like, you know, it's a it's a dichotomy of yeah. how do we advance science and keep people healthy versus how do you pay for it? And I don't know. We haven't we haven't found that balance, maybe, huh? We, we, and we do need <laughs> to that, see that balance. And yeah. at the same time, what these guys said, here's a coupon. It's $5. Yeah. I, Makes you know, sure. makes no sense. Yeah, have some water. 
Um, one of the things in the in, in, that people and especially doctors don't seem to know is that if it says X Y Z on the label, it theoretically is legally is supposed to be that in that capsule. That's correct. That's the federal law. Label claims, man. Label claims and. Doctors, in particular, because they don't have a lot of nutrition background or experience or education, for the most part, not all, they don't know about that FDA rule. And that, can you comment on that? I don't know that I can comment on that because I haven't run into that with my my practitioners. So, yeah, I really don't know. I mean, we do label claims substantiation at NSF. It's part of, like you said, putting legal dietary supplements on the market. You have to have what is on your label right. as far as active ingredients. So we do that testing. We validate that. And we certify right. that. You know, I, I can't comment otherwise on that. But it's, it is super important you know, for our health and safety. I mean, if you have some sort of nutrient in there at some trace level and it's off on the label, say it's lead or something, even, right. then boom, through the roof you get sick. That's a problem, right? So you really have to have your QA and QC systems has a plan for FISMA, all that in place when you're manufacturing these things. Whether or not your your physician knows that stuff, I, yeah, I don't know. There's, yeah, no, I've talked a to a lot of docs and they, they, they just don't, they didn't realize that that's sure. required. I actually had a doctor tell me there was a, a, an allergy supplement that I was taking and the supplement had, had been clinically tested and, and uh, he said, oh, they put um, I'm trying to think what they put in it. Uh, uh, they put something in it that's a, a drug, and I won't talk to you about it. I will not talk to you about it. I left his office, yeah. you know. And it's because, you know, older guy, hadn't taken a nutrition class in 45 years. What should the industry do? I mean, there are, I don't know how many booths here, and they are all selling ingredients. This is the best tumor. This is the best vitamin C. This is the best vitamin E, D, even K. Yeah. What right. does best mean, right? If you're going to say right. it's supposed to give you some sort of health benefit, you should have a clinical trial that backs that up. Make that data available to everybody. Make sure that trial was run correctly. Right. Right. I mean, you can run a bad trial. That's really easy. It's harder to run a good one. And then have your product validated through testing to make sure it is what it says it is. So if you have your product validated, tested, it is this. I put this into a clinical trial. I have this result. That's a pretty strong argument, right? And there you go. Now you got some legs to stand on. The CBD industry is still growing towards that because marijuana was federally illegal. We didn't have a ton of clinical studies going on in this on this plant for a long time. So we're still generating that body of knowledge. So a lot of what you see out there now is anecdotal. It's hearsay. Not a lot of clinical studies behind it. There's some, right? And there's some just published studies, not necessarily clinical studies. Some study an, an academic did in their lab. But we need a lot deeper body analysis really understand has the nsf benefits. done anything on C- cbd yet yeah we are currently creating an upper dose limit for safety for cbd and that should be done here at the end of october 2019 so that'll help advise on what is a safe dose right because right now these things come with 500 mg doses five mg doses what does that mean that's a hundred fold difference mark so right is that okay i i don't know but I that gotta, our upper, upper safety limit study will tell you if it's okay, right? Our toxicologists I, at NSF are working on that now. I got a, I got a, a sample of two different CBD products, not here at another uh, another show. One had five milligram mm-hmm. per cap for two capsules, and the other had ten milligrams per two. 
two capsules. Yeah. I've been told that you need 25 milligrams. I don't know where that number yeah, came it's, from. Yeah, it's anecdotal, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't know the answer to that either. I'm sure it, it depends on your body weight and your age and your health and all kinds of stuff. And that's why we do a dosing study. So have you tried it personally? Yeah. I take the CBD regularly. I have some back pain sometimes from running because I'm a heavier man and I try to run and I'm not good at it. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a nice product. You know, everything in moderation, right? Yeah, so, exactly. And it works for you. Um, it, it depends on, on the product, <laughs> whether or not it works for me. But, yeah, I, I find that it definitely helps ease the pain that I feel sometimes in my joints from running. All right. Last question because water, I know you guys do water things. And um, uh, uh, Carrie just wrote you a note probably saying wrap it up. Um, <laughs> but um, water and filtering sure. is, is a big part. And if it's all right, maybe in a few weeks we'll have you back. Uh, we'll do a boner from the regular show, and we'll talk about that. But are water filters the kind that you stick in the refrigerator and you let the water percolate through? Yeah, we certify all, all those. Pretty much every filter on the market will have the NSF circle on it. So when you go on Amazon, like you said, you look for the NSF stamp. And that's basically making sure it removes heavy metals, you know, arsenic, lead, making sure bacteria or viruses are removed, if that's the claim on the filter. Because some filters don't claim that, right? Sure. They just say, hey, it removes 99.99% of lead. Another right. one might say, hey, it removes 99.9% of this bacteria. So it depends on the claims, right? But we certify all those to make sure they're doing what they're saying. And there's a lot of stuff in our water nowadays. You know this. We talk about PFOAs and PFOSs in our water tables. You know, all these metals, all these pharmaceutical chemicals. There's all this junk All this in runoff. There. Yeah, well, we're doing it to ourselves. But... We help protect public health and safety by making sure those filters filter that stuff out, right? Got and that, it. That's an important thing. We all need water. We're 90% water as, as humans, right? So we got to make sure that's that's clean. And that's, you know, the, the largest manufacturers in the world come to us for that. And we also test raw materials, you know, to make sure that they're safe before they go into foods and dietary supplements with, you know, next generation sequencing, which is a cutting edge technology with analytical chemistry. So we have a variety of fit for purpose tests. And that's the other thing. As you, as you talk about science, you have to use the right test for the right answer. The question to be solved is here. You design the right test, you get the right answer. So there's tons of different ways to do it, but you need a trusted partner. It's ISO 17025 that knows what they're doing, and that's, that's us. There's other organizations out there that are great as well. So I'm not going to say we're the only ones, but right. super important stuff to just make sure you have and good testing. you're internationally right. based in Ann Arbor, but Correct. I have a personal question. Yeah. I can never put in, I'm not tall enough to put in my filter, my refrigerator. Yeah. I need to replace it. You're taller. I need you to come over. If you're in California. I'm happy to visit any, any time <laughs> <laughs> for that market. <laughs> if people are interested in looking, uh, uh, looking you guys up, uh, the website is www.nsf.org. Correct. So it's nsf.org, everybody. Uh, Jesse Miller has been here, Carrie, and and you, you had a Kitty whole Boone. contingency of people here. I really, really appreciate this and look forward to doing some more work with you, um, and especially maybe doing something with you with pod links, uh, pod clips. I keep saying that it's pod clips, everybody. And uh, again, Mike uh, Anderson, thank you for that. Uh, this is late night help. The music's going to start again. We're going to let uh, Jesse go. And uh, we will be back soon with more here on Late Night Help. Uh, join us at LateNightHelp.com as well as Facebook.com slash LateNightHelp. All right, Mark, thank you for the opportunity. Carrie and Katie are your contacts for